Hello friends, Kaylee here. It's the 2021 Phoenix Film Festival and our coverage continues. This time we're here with a fabulous Native American film called Beans. And joining me on this review is Amanda. Hello friend. Hello. I'm so glad to be on Whiskey and Popcorn to talk about Beans. It was a really, really great movie. I totally agree. So let's get right into it. So Beans is directed by Tracy Deer. It has a full cast of amazing Native American actors. The lead, uh, and I, I'm going to apologize to her in advance because I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of her first name, but I believe it's Kiawentio Tarbell. Um, she plays our lead, Beans. And that's just her nickname, though. <laughs> she has a much longer, even more complicated name in the film than in real life. Beans is 12 years old and she's like on the edge of being, you know, growing up from that child into an adolescent. So this is set against the backdrop of uh, summer of 1990 uh, in Quebec, Canada, where the Mohawk uh, nation is basically in a standoff with the Canadian, their neighbors, but also ends up being like the Canadian police and then later like the Canadian army. Um, and the premises is that a white developer wanted to build a golf course on a Native American burial site. And so they were blockading that and it just escalates from there. But Amanda, let, let's hear what you thought about the film. Yeah, so I really liked this movie. It was actually the first movie that I saw at the 2021 Phoenix Film Festival. And I really loved the intertwining of like the fictional story that we have with Beans and her life and her sort of coming of age story with like real news footage from that summer and from the, the crisis that was happening with the Mohawk people. And I really loved it gave like a good like time and place and a good um, like full story to what was going on in Beans's life. But also like, I don't know, when you're 12, nothing else matters besides like the boy you want to kiss and like the parents you want to piss off. Like it, that, it, I liked that it she got to experience herself like as a native woman, but also like just as a, a little girl growing up. So I really loved that part of it. Yeah, I also agree with that. That coming of age story uh, up against these historical actions, like you said, makes it just a much more rich, but also like complicated, complex is probably a better word here. And, you know, I just gave it more, um, more life. And I, what I liked about it too, is that it felt very relatable in many ways. Cause like, this is, everybody grows up, everybody comes of age. Uh, regardless of, you know, what your background is. And I like stories that open up and kind of tear apart uh, stereotypes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in some ways this film did that by showing a very uh, universal experience of, of growing up. Yeah. I also wanted to highlight that main actress. She was so good and she has to do like a lot of facial acting but the two that really got me were the mom and the sister 
Uh, the mom, when she has to, like, when she's driving through with the kids and then the people are attacking their car and she's just, like, in complete disbelief and in terror for her children's life. Like, she does such great acting then. And then the sister is just the pure innocence of the whole situation. And, and you can tell that Beans is part of her is like still in that world with her little sister playing in the woods and, and part of her wants to be this like, like strong independent type. And, and so I really liked those actresses as well. I thought they just were really incredible. Yeah. One thing that I also was drawing from the film is that um, a parallel between, you know, pushing boundaries, beans, pushing boundaries against her, her parents kind of going through a little bit of a rebellious phase as she's figuring out who she wants to be, but also, you know, the boundaries of like the Mohawk people saying, no, you can't build on our burial grounds. Like this is our land. You need to recognize us. So there was an interesting parallel between the very personal story and then the bigger events happening around her. And I kind of liked that mirroring as well. Yeah, that was really good. And I, I, something that one of the altercations that I think about a lot when I'm thinking about this movie is when they go to the um, grocery store and they find their way via water to get to the grocery store because all the roads are closed and blocked off. And even while they're trying to like just be as safe and quick and swift as possible. They're getting yelled at in the grocery store by, by friends, like by people that know them. And then when they get to the dock to try to get back into their boat to go home, they won't let them go home either. Like you're not allowed to go home, but you're not allowed to be here. And like, that is, I mean, that is like how genocide happens, (laughs) like to be, to be really blunt. But like, I, I thought that was a really good thing. Not, not that I thought that that moment was positive, but I thought it was a really good thing to show that that is how people would react, that you don't, they don't want you in their quote unquote white land, but they also want to like make your life as difficult as possible. So I thought that scene has really like stuck with me. And I think that's kind of the moment when Beans realizes that she's different and that not everyone likes her because of simply who she is and not because of like the type of friend she is or the type of daughter she is. It's just because she's native. So that scene really stuck out to me. Is there like a scene in particular that has really like resonated with you? There's a couple, like when she first like really got dressed up, was doing the makeup, she did her hair, changed her clothes, and then to meet the, essentially the neighbor boy um, and how she was like exploring her femininity mm-hmm. and sexuality, but still not quite sure what was going on. That moment is both exciting and like scary, you know, for mm-hmm. a young woman. And like, I remember experiencing those sorts of feelings that she went through and I really liked it. The other thing, it's not really a scene or a moment, but this it's just gonna sound terrible but i kind of like seeing like canadians being portrayed as assholes because i'm like (laughs) they have the international you know uh stereotype of just being so nice and you know apologetic and i'm like no they can be assholes too (laughs) and you see it in the historical footage definitely i mean not to say that you know i want to totally rip apart that stereotype but i'm like 
it's not always better on the other side of the border. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I mean, that uh, was all native land at one point too. Like it was, it was, yeah. and it, it's kind of timely in that you know they're having that reckoning up there now with all the mass graves of children that have been um, recognized uh, and and some discovered. So I think hearing from native voices, just like any other minority group though, like it's very important to have them tell their stories. Um, and everything from, from this, from beans to reservation dogs, that's now on Hulu of uh, hysterical TV series. Like it's just nice to have, to see these stories and see them told by the people who have lived these experiences. So yeah, I think something that uh, just as sort of my final point here, in the very beginning, we see her trying to show up for this new prep school that's in Quebec City that's a little fancy, really white, as as she comments. And she says her full name, her full native name, and the principal or headmaster, whomever, like can't say it. And so she interrupts and says, oh, but you can call me Beans. That's what everyone says. My name is Tegahandakwa. Tegahandakwa. Or you can call me Beans. Everybody does. And then she goes through this transformation of not only becoming, you know, a a young woman, but like owning her native identity. And at the end, she doesn't give them even the opportunity to call her Beans. She's like, this is my name. This is who I am. And like, there's just like a little bit of like, like a three second silence afterward before the movie ends where she's not backing down. And I, I think that's so good. And it just encapsulates like, what the whole movie was about. Right. That strong female warrior spirit. I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, what would you pair with this movie? So there's a scene where she's getting drunk for the first time, which is a quintessential teen experience. And they're drinking a bottle of rum. So I'm going with the drink dark and stormy with it, which is rum and ginger beer and is one of my favorite drinks. And I think this movie is kind of a little has a little dark and stormy vibes to it as well. So I think that's great. And they're really refreshing. You drink like a lot of them. <laughs> oh, for sure. In fact, I think I might have to join you on that one because I can't think of anything better other than maybe doing a shot of like uh, Crown Royal, the Canadian rye versions. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it for this little review here. Again, the film is Beans. It's at the Phoenix Film Festival, but definitely keep an eye out to see where it might be playing or streaming near you. And Amanda, always a pleasure to have you on the pod again. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Always happy to be here. And make sure you guys follow our film festival coverage on our website at whiskeyandpopcorn.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Thanks again, and we'll catch you guys at the movies. Bye.